Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and Jar and Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. Welcome back, everybody. Football at 5. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Pretty easy day to do football at 5. NFL Draft Weekend. Day 2, Jacksonville Jaguars used two picks yesterday. Number 1, number 27. They got two defensive players, and one of them, Trayvon Walker. We've been talking a lot about him leading up to the draft, and we talk a lot about him today. We've heard from him, Trent Balky, Doug Peterson, Shad Khan as well as uh, he arrived at the stadium for his introductory news conference. Meanwhile, they jump back in the first round, get Devin Lloyd. That's a guy we didn't talk a lot about, maybe a time or two, but not much. You never know what the team's going to do at 33 or later in the first round. But getting back in to get probably the guy that they coveted the most at the linebacker position. Now, Kobe Dean's still on the board, but they obviously like Lloyd. And Action Sports Jack Stewart Weber caught up with Devin Lloyd, the Utah linebacker, last night in Las Vegas. And I think you're going to like this guy just from the two-minute interview Stewart did with Mr. Lloyd. Well, the Jacksonville Jaguars certainly couldn't wait around, so they come back into round one for Devin Lloyd. Devin, what does it mean when you think about the team giving a, a couple extra picks because they wanted to get you? They thought somebody else might take you, and they didn't want that to happen. Um, you know, I just want to thank you know everybody who made that decision possible, ownership, GMs, coaches, everybody who you know did their, their work and due diligence um, in the scouting department. And, you know, I just want to say that I'm not going to let you down. I'm going to give everything I have and more. Um, I'm just ready. I'm ready to, you know, get out there and get to work, man. Yeah, you could see the enthusiasm, obviously, on stage, uh, sharing the moment with the commissioner and sharing the moment with the fans out there. You know, they're all here because they want to celebrate the players that are getting to live this dream. And it really is a dream, isn't it? It's a dream. You know, you start off as a kid just playing football and you see the NFL and you see college and you're like, you know, that's so far away, but you always knew you could get there and you just knew it would be a matter of time. So just a matter of waiting and dreaming and, you know, manifesting it. And now when you're in the moment, it's just you, you look back at all those times, you're like, man, you know, and knowing that you still got your whole career ahead of you, um, life is just exciting, you know, and I'm really blessed to be in this position and I'm not going to take any of that for granted. And you're not the only first rounder on the defensive side of the ball coming to Jacksonville this year, Trayvon Walker, uh, a whole lot of excitement when it comes to the young guys who are going to come in and, and make a difference right away. That, that's the plan, right? That's the plan, man. We're going to come in right away. Um, I mean, really just handle ourselves like pros. Obviously, you know, us being rookies, you know, we got to earn the respect of everyone in the building, earn the respect of, you know, the people you're going to be playing with by doing the right things. Um, so that's what I plan on doing when I come in. But, I mean, you know, I'm just ready to, you know, get, get out there with my teammates, get to work. Uh, man, let's go win. Let's go win. And perhaps most importantly, you already got the Duval down. Let's hear one more for the folks. You want to hear it? Hear it. Duval! Yeah, that's going to make you real popular with the fans <laughs> back home. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's Stuart Weber in Las Vegas. That's awesome stuff, by the way. I love what he said. Life is exciting. That's pretty cool. That's a great quote, that is, uh, from Devin Lloyd, the Utah linebacker. All right. Some people didn't like the Trayvon Walker pick. Jags cornerback Shaq Griffin certainly did. He joined us on our set last night for draft night in Duval. And listen as well, we try to calm down some other guy who didn't like the pick and talk more about why Shaq Griffin did like the pick. Here's the conversation right now on ESPN 690. So welcome, everybody, to our draft night in Duval special. Brent Martineau, a 
curmudgeon Dan Curmudgeonly. And I'm passionate. And a bubbly, smiling <laughs> Shaq Griffin he who just said, hey, we got it right. We yeah. picked the right guy. He, he told he NFL Network two days ago that's who he wanted, so yes. I want to know why he wanted yes. this young man. So my whole my whole thing was going this offseason was I feel like we need one more scary guy. Okay. And the reason why I say that, we need one more scary guy where teams have the game plan against them, so you take pressure yes. off other scary guys like Josh Allen. Okay. Or the smooths. Or taking uh, pressure off the uh, back end guys okay. or setting edges. We needed someone dominant enough to be able to take pressure off. Okay. And I felt like he was the perfect pick. Don't let him move him around. Then. Don't let him put him in. Put him on the outside. And Allen on the outside. They can switch sides. I don't care. And tell them to get the quarterback. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're going to have some special things for them, too. Guaranteed. <laughs> Jack, <laughs> by the way, I'm sorry, Brett. Uh, just on a side note, cornerbacks just went three and four in the NFL draft. Cornerbacks, your position is hot right Stingley now. Stingley and Sauce Gardner, yeah. by the way, yeah. uh, to oh, Houston yeah. and the Jets. Yeah. Ooh, so, three and four. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a good position. Oh, man. They, they, that market is hot. Yes. The market is hot, man. It's, I know it's a great experience. I hope them guys enjoy it, man. It's awesome. It's a blessing. I love seeing guys win. I love that. I love that. So, hope the young guys give it everything they have for sure. Jack Griffin with us right here on our draft night in Duval Special live on Fox 30. Seriously, what else did you see from this kid, uh, Trayvon Walker? Because Dan is right. The production wasn't there, but this is a projection pick. Yeah. Where can he play? I mean, uh, can he play that front of the line? Is he going to be an edge rusher? We've seen him cover as well. He is yeah. a heck of an I think that's the part that's what's going to confuse people. Understand that this a guy can be on the edge. You can move him around. He can drop. But my main thing is that's put him in the best position to make the plays yes. that people feel like he might not be able to make. Let's get this game right. One thing about it, we can have the, the, the D line. We have them front seven to be able to make people scared. And it's going to help us in the back end. And that's the part that we need the most because we got to get this ball in our hand this year. And this guy can do it. You guys have been on the field the last couple of days. How's that been with the new coaching staff again? I mean, you go through this a lot. It gets old to a point, but and, and you're going to tell us all the right things. But what's it been like, Shaq? Oh, man, it's, it's been amazing. Like, it's easy to say the energy is different, but honestly, understanding that we have these coaches who've been in our same shoes, right. it's a different atmosphere. They're treating you like the men that we deserve to be treated like. Right. They're letting you be who you are, and I love that part. So, uh, man, it's, it's been amazing three days, and it's crazy because I never had the, the voluntary meeting camp early. Right. So to get a chance to go on the field, it really show you how much you miss it because, you know, you're just going through the weight room. You you know, it's that's the, the easy part. But, man, it's fun getting back on the field. So, man, three days is awesome. You just said something that I've heard you say multiple times. It's pretty interesting. They know how we feel. You have Mike Caldwell who played in the league for a while. You have Brenton Buckner who played in the league. Even your head coach, Doug Peterson, played in the league for a long time. But this defense, they know what you're going through. What position do they want to put you through? What is, what is this going to look like? Is this a fun defense to play? in is it this we think it's three four ish but everything's a hybrid these days what's this mike caldwell defense look like uh without giving up too much to your opponents oh yeah i ain't gonna give it too, <laughs> I ain't gonna give it too much but it's going to be an aggressive defense uh, you know that's the part that we want to get back to that's why i said this front seven got to be amazing that's the part that we getting these guys these scary guys to be able to help us because we want to be an aggressive defense but it got some special things in this book that i don't want to say so i'm gonna save that but part I, we got some special things i will say this <laughs> 
They better be special things because we <laughs> need you to be amazing because I'm going to say this, the AFC and these quarterbacks, my goodness gracious. Look at – and you play the West this year. Uh, those guys – I think Russell Wilson went over there. He did. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, the Herbert kid is over there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, the car guy is over there. That car oh, yeah. guy. That car guy sure. And, oh, yeah, the, the best quarterback in the league right now, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah, the Mahomes dude, for sure. Yeah, that should yeah. be a fun four-pack yeah. for you. <laughs> no doubt about it. And, you know, and I tell the guys, like I said, these are the teams that you want to play against. Understanding playing great defense against these guys. Yeah. You got to love that. You got to be ready to compete. You got to be. I'm looking forward to those games. Yeah. And I'm telling the young guys, this is how you should feel. This is the part that we're practicing for. Play amazing against guys like that every single team. I wish we had 11 of these guys. <laughs> uh, he's awesome. He's right, so let's, let's let you go after this question, all right? You look around here, and folks at home can't see it completely, but we've got Jags fans lined up around to see Shaq Griffin. Either that or Dan Hicken upset. I don't know which one they're to see. <laughs> no. But these guys have weathered a lot of not-so-great football. You guys weathered a lot of not-so-great football a year ago. But you, it feels like you want to be a part of this that turns it around and makes all those folks happy. Yeah. Do you have a lot of those guys in the room that want to be the ones that flip it? For sure. It's definitely not just me. You know, the main thing is uh, I feel like the main reason why I've been getting more into the community and everything, I really feel where they're coming from. I want this thing to turn around. I want to be a part of that. I want to bring something great here. I feel like they deserve that. So it's it's more a part of me now. So I want to give it to everybody else. So, like, whatever it is, whatever I need to do, I'm willing to give it because it's I want to do it for this city. And I know it's that time. They deserve it. And definitely it's more guys like that. But they don't want to call me for all the interviews, so I get a chance to, <laughs> to say it more. But it's definitely more guys like that. That's why I said it's going to be something special, and that's why it's a different feel. I want these fans to carry him off one day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, absolutely. By the way, and Trayvon Walker will help do it. I can't wait to see him get a dozen sacks because you so. said so. And then I can say I told you so. Yes, please. How about that, please. Jack Griffin? Thanks for joining us, man. Yes, sir. Have a good rest of the uh, voluntary camp, and can't wait to see you in the fall as well. We that is Shaq Griffin. Uh, last night on our draft night in Duval show on uh, CBS 47 and Fox 30. Went three hours, 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. Had Tyson Campbell on, uh, Bucky Brooks on. Uh, we took uh, Doug Peterson live. We had, uh, that was before the pick, Doug Peterson live, Trent Baalke live after, Trayvon Walker on, Shaq Griffin on. I mean, Griffin is fantastic. I mean, I, some of these guys, you know, it's just they're so likable. And Griffin is that guy. And I think he played well last year. He knows that he's going to make some interceptions, some bigger plays. But we went into this draft saying the strength of this defense is the cornerback room. Cornerback room. Darius Williams, Shaq Griffin, Tyson Campbell. Might be one of the strengths of the football team. Casey, do you think there's a chance we leave the draft saying another position group is the strength? Um, I really like what they did at linebacker, man. Uh, I know it's only two guys, and uh, depending on how you feel about Walker and where you want to put him, but you get maybe one more depth piece, then I could feel good about that. But I could also feel good at edge rusher if you somehow sneak away to find one of these guys that fell out of the first round somehow, some way, whether trading up, whether you get lucky and they fall to you. But I like the cornerback situation. I like what they have there. But, you know, one trade-up pick for a falling edge rusher changes everything. What do you want to see the Jags do tonight? What do you think fans want to see the Jags do tonight? Is it still receiver even though we know it's not 33? Because it does change things. If it was 33, then you might have somebody that you really covet, you you like, uh, whether it is a Sky Moore or even you have George Pickens rated higher. Now you ask those guys, those guys that have been in our, in our conscience, they might not be there. And I think Jags fans are savvy enough to know that they might not be there. What do you think the Jags should do? If we took like a fan vote, 
A fan vote, I think, would be wide receiver at all costs possible. I just think that's how people feel, and that's fine to feel that way. I... I don't know if I love any of those guys enough, me personally. There's a couple of guys, interior defensive line, that I like, the guy from Tennessee who might be there when you actually make your pick um, at 70, so you don't necessarily have to trade up to get him. But, yeah, I mean, I think the consensus would be wide receiver for sure, but, you know, I wouldn't be too mad if they even went. I'm I'm stuck on running back now, Brent, I hate to tell you. Brees Hall, I'm stuck there. If you could find a way to get this man, I'm I'm intrigued. It's interesting how many people have said that in the last couple of days, from you to Sal Palantonio and even others, how Brees Hall would really uh, be a good fit. It's just, it just seems odd to me, uh, running back after the investment last year, the production of James Robinson, but both coming off injury, and we know that you have to add to the room. And I think you said something yesterday about Brees Hall. Uh, and uh, by the way, I don't think Brees Hall's getting a 65. So if you do like him, you're probably trading up to get him because he's slipped. I don't think he's getting a 65. So, but you said something that's interesting. When you get to 65 and 70, can you still find blue-chip elite players? And I think you had a good point that maybe at running back you still can because how many running backs are going to be off the board? That's a position group that it didn't have top-end talent that would go early, early. The Ezekiel Elliott's, the... um, where Leonard Fournette went in in the 17 draft, you know, guys like that. It doesn't, maybe because of need and everything else, you're not getting the ETNs or the uh, Najee Harris's going even in the 20s of the first round. But in that group, there's going to be some running back that emerges and plays way over where he was drafted. And so I really like your point there that, hey, if you're at 65, let's just, just for fun say that Brees Hall still is there. And no running backs are off the board or something, which would just be absurd, I think. But, and you can still get the best available guy at that position? Well, that carries some intrigue. Uh, and, and maybe that makes some sense because that guy could be a blue-chip player. I think it's hard to get blue-chip guys at 65 and 70, but maybe that is the case with that position. Yeah, I think it, I think it's definitely possible. To your point, is he still there at 65? Unlikely. But if you're... You know, in that 50 range, even as low as 52, 53, I think you have to consider it because you have the guys coming off injury. You like them both. I understand all of that. But I stand by the point where when you can get starters, quality, blue-chip players, no matter what the position, I think you have to do it at those picks if you have the opportunity. And don't sleep. Look, Brees Hall's very good. Don't sleep on Kenneth Walker. That man was in the Heisman conversation. He's a – to me, Brees Hall's the clear one, but – if Kenneth Walker is available, I think he's just as intriguing to me, and you could go maybe look, find a way to get that guy. Yeah, we'll see what the, the Jags do tonight. I think it's, it's fascinating. I actually, if I had to say what they will do, I believe they will go offensive line. I think they're going to pick a guard or center in those next two picks, uh, one or the other, not, not both picks. But I would put my money at 65 or 70 that one of those are going to be um, a guard or center. And uh, I feel like defensive interior is probably next. But I'm going to hold, I'm going to hold out hope that wide receiver uh, is still in play for the Jacksonville Jaguars. At uh, If John Mechie's there at 65, you like it? Yeah. Forgot about John Mechie. Um, the injuries now two years in a row are interesting to me there in terms of a trade-up possibility, but he's got a lot of talent. There's no doubt about it. He has a ton of talent. The injuries are the injuries, but I think 
well, that might play well into Trent Baalke's hands, but I think the guy has a lot of talent, and it's a wide receiver room that still has something to be desired. So, yeah, I'm in on John Mechie. Hey, let's uh, go forward to Sports and Fishing Report real quick. Captain Rick Riles here on a Friday. Hope you're heading off to the weekend in style. I mean, these two days in Jacksonville, Florida, Captain Rick. Holy cow, I hope the fishing was as good as the weather. Yeah, no, unfortunately, what's good weather to you is not good weather to the fishermen, Brent. We have had a bunch of wind offshore in the last two days. But before we get into that, I need I need from the, uh, the guru of the NFL – I need a grade on the first round for the Jacksonville Jaguars draft. Oh, everybody loves the grades. Uh, I know across the board, I think they'll get an A for the second pick. I think a lot of people would give it a B minus C plus uh, for the first pick. Not me. I, I like it as I, I'll give a, I'll give some people the criticism of the production, but I'm still an A minus guy on on Walker, and I have been for weeks. I like Walker. I think he's a good pick. I think they made the right pick there. Um, so. I would give it probably an A minus grade um, with the, with the A or A plus going to the second pick there of Lloyd. I, I think that's a really good get for them. Whew, I sure feel a lot better. I tell you, I've, I've been listening to negative comments, and now that I know it from the definitive source, I feel a whole lot better about the draft. Yeah, I tell you what, right. I do not feel better. I do not feel better about the wind. It has been relentless. The ocean is still closed. Uh, certainly no small boats. I don't think we're getting out this weekend at all. Maybe Sunday if you're really, really tough, but I'll be shocked if that happens. Now, inshore, fish has been a whole lot better than we expected. The water's muddy. It's churned up uh, from all the higher winds, but the fish bit right through it. David Borey said he found oversized reds on the flats today. We had reports of flounder uh, more than I expected in the Mayport area. A few trout, not too many but quite a few legal mangrove snappers. They're way, way, way early this year. We usually don't see them till July, late July and August. So maybe that's a good sign for how this mangrove snapper bite will be for the rest of the summer. We'll have to see. Now, I like the looks of next week a lot better than this week. I think by Wednesday, the boats will be back offshore again, and they'll get the fish every day for the second half of the week. So get the baits ready, get everything Make sure your boat's running good because better days are just around the corner. We'll be back to talk about it on Monday with another fishing report brought to you by Workman's Quick Fix Plumbing and CSS Landscaping. Thank you, Brent. All right, Captain Rick. Appreciate it. Have a good weekend. Uh, Every day, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 694, the Sports and Fishing Report, and then on Saturday morning, 7 a.m. on ESPN 690. Hey, uh, is uh, South Beach Gary still on the line? Yes, sir. Let's get to South Beach Gary. Miami Dolphins. What do they do? They didn't do anything. They got Tyreek Hill this offseason. They don't have to do anything. Hey, hey Brett, uh, you touched on it earlier. The, when uh, Walker was picked, the, the the move of Hickey just hanging his head, it was classic. <laughs> it was, uh, not everybody liked the pick. Dropped. Not everybody liked the pick, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see what the Dolphins do. Do they go running back? Do they go interior line? Do they move up? If they covet a certain player. What do they need? Of, you know, they got the extra third with Devontae Parker. They got two first. They got still a plethora of picks next year. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see. But, but Brian, do, do you think uh, the the, uh, the move the Jags make, is that better than sticking around and maybe taking Sky Moore at the top of round two? Because I think he he could be a special player in my book in the in the league, Brandon. I think he could be a steal for someone. 
I appreciate it, South Beach, Gary. Uh, listen, I think I, I, I wouldn't have been um, super enamored with Sky Moore. I'm, I'm okay with it because, hey, you're going to help out, get a weapon. I think this guy, let's, let's say it this way. How many receivers went yesterday in the first round, KCE? Seven, six, eight, something, something like that? It was over five for sure because I bet on it. Okay. <laughs> Very good. That's a good, way to, good enough for this conversation. Yep. So let's just say Sky Moore was going to be off the board at 33 with the Jags, okay, for, for the sake of this conversation. or whoever, Name your receiver, even a George Pickens. Well, in the grand scheme of things, you're probably getting somebody that's like seventh on your board of that position. I love the idea of being able to get somebody that's first or, if you want to argue, second because he wasn't the first linebacker off the board. So first or second on the board. I think you have a better chance of getting a blue-chip guy when you're getting a position of rank that is that much of a differential, if you know what I mean. You know, So if they could have traded back in and got the second-best wide receiver in the draft, well, then okay, that's a different story. But I think they got like their guy at linebacker instead of waiting for the guy at wide receiver, which is exactly going into the draft, which I didn't want them to do. I didn't want them to sit back at 33, sleep on it, entertain phone calls. Hey, we got these guys, this guy to pick from. But it's whatever is left of the wide receivers to pick from. My suggestion the whole time, my hope the whole time was go back in and go get a receiver that you covet. It might not be Drake London because you got to trade up too much. It might not be Jamison Williams. Whatever it is, go get your guy or a guy that you feel really strong about. Well, it didn't happen that it was wide receiver. Instead, they did it with the linebacker. And it was a position of need. So I don't fault them for that. I think they're better off because of it to answer your question, South Beach Gary. We'll see what Sky Moore does. Um, Listen, there are going to be picks in the second round and third round and even fourth round that outperform guys that were picked in the the last few picks of the first round. That's the nature of the draft. Let's just hope Devin Lloyd is a better player than anybody that they could have picked by sitting around and waiting at 33. But I love the aggression. I love the fact that they did it. They were assertive. And uh, that is not something we've seen around here very often here in Jacksonville going back in that first round. We'll be back. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. I'm still fascinated by the receiver position. All the movement this offseason, and I think a new trend is underway in the league. And we'll see if we see it someday down the road for the Jacksonville Jaguars, although this offseason they might have bucked the trend that is starting. I'll explain when I come back on ESPN 690. Reminds of, reminds me of the locker room. So, so many um, crazy fans in here with the teal and gold, teal and black, white jerseys, teal, like just everything. I would advise any person that's a Jaguars fan in the future to try and be here next year. That's Fred Taylor, Action Sports Shaq Stewart Weber, catching up with the Jaguars great the running back out of the University of Florida. Uh, Fred Taylor out in Las Vegas for the draft. As uh, night two begins at 6 o'clock, you can listen to it right here on ESPN 690. By the way, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp in Charlotte. Uh, you can listen to the shrimp game tonight on our Facebook page. That's ESPN 690 Jacks. So uh, the shrimp on the Facebook page, the NFL Draft Day 2 right here on ESPN 690. Brent Martino at Jags headquarters. 
TIAA Bank, and uh, the war room is probably getting busy, although they get a little extra bite to eat unless they plan on being aggressive because the second round, the Jags will sit out of. They have picks 65 and 70 in the third round. They actually don't have a pick in the fourth round, and then they have... I want to say fifth, sixth, seventh, a uh, handful of Good. picks, uh, probably six. six. Hey, just so. rumor has it, Brent, Doug Peterson listens to the show. He heard what Jack, Jack Del Rio had to say. He's not getting food at any point in time during the draft, okay? He's, yeah. he's fully sitting in the war room. It's funny. As I was saying that, I was thinking of that. Like, I can't not think of the Jack Del Rio story when I mention war room, draft, buffet, food. <laughs> it comes to my mind. Wouldn't it be awesome if it happened twice, though? Like it oh happens to gosh, Doug Peterson yeah. somehow. They're like, what is happening? Well, here's the deal. It won't happen to Doug Peterson the way it happened to Jack Del Rio because Doug's already got sure. his quarterback. That's fair. <laughs> so, um, hey, we love being here. Appreciate the Jags for uh, having us out. Obviously, this is kind of our camp uh, for the last couple of days, and PR staff and, and everybody associated with the Jags has done a fantastic job. Draft party was so good last night. It, it really was. It was a beautiful night. That helped. But I, I loved it at Daly's place. If you didn't get to go, uh, well, hopefully you had as much as good a time as as I did, or it looked like. Um, we're on TV most of the time, we're on radio, so I didn't partake like the fans did. But it was just a really good atmosphere, and I loved it over there because six, seven, eight thousand people. It just felt better than trying to put thirteen thousand people or twenty thousand people in a seventy thousand seat stadium. And uh, I think they did did it right, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, last night for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now, the big story is hopefully we don't have to do all that coverage again. If we're picking 25th overall, it's like, yeah, cool, get excited about it, but we'll see you around 11 o'clock and we'll pick 25th. We don't need to do, like, wall-to-wall bonanza coverage of the last two years, although it's been a blast um, and and uh, a lot of fun to do those shows. Hopefully this thing turns uh, in Jacksonville. It's a big story. You know, if you're going to turn an organization around, you better be able to catch the ball. You better be able to score points. Receiver is such a big part of the game right now. Well, the story of the offseason has been big quarterbacks on the move. Uh, a lot of volatility on rosters and movement. And last night in the draft, the same thing happened. But the receivers that have changed places, I mean, from Devontae Adams to now A.J. Brown last night, I'm not sure if that's a one-off or if that's a new trend that's going to happen, Casey. The quarterback thing to me was a bit more one-off. You're not going to get the Russell Wilsons, the almost Aaron Rodgers, the Matt Ryans, and potentially even the Garoppolos and others to move divisions, conferences, teams each and every year. I think we might start seeing receivers going on their second contracts, wanting this kind of money, starting to move from team to team over the next few off-seasons. Yeah, I, I agree with you in terms of the wide receiver position because you always have guys that are coming in that are extremely talented. I won't say just as talented, but very talented. I mean, the Titans made that decision. They said, we can't keep A.J. Brown. We'll get A.J. Brown's clone from Arkansas. So it's it's a weird thing, but I think that is going to start happening because you have guys like Drake London, who, uh, if you haven't heard, Brent, loved the guy. I think Atlanta made a great pick with getting him. But <laughs> I mean, he is as talented. At, he's, in my opinion, if you look at their wide receiver room, he's the best one they have. Straight out of college, hasn't played a game. So the talent that you keep getting in the draft at wide receiver is going to make these other guys move around and demand their money when they can get it. So I think the wide receiver is going to be a moved-around position in the next couple of years in the league for sure. Yeah, and it, it, ha- it has some logic to it, right? Um, that's a lot of money for a receiver. And, uh, like... Howie Roseman from Philadelphia, everybody loves the move. I don't hate the move, but the reason they did the move, could do the move, is because Jalen Hurts is on a rookie deal. 
so they could afford four years, $100 million for A.J. Brown. And quite frankly, I don't think the Titans want to lock up that money, or they might not have valued him as a $25 million a year guy, Casey. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a, it's a tough thing to commit to at the wide receiver position, that kind of money. I agree. And I think when you're Tennessee and you understand you want to run the football most of the time, you don't really need to spend money on the wide receiver position when you can find a guy that you think is just as good in the draft. So it makes sense. And then when you have that extra money, get better on defense. Get better on your offensive line, which is what you really want to build up if you're going to run the football. And get Derrick Henry maybe some help. I understand he doesn't need it. But imagine if they go out and pick a guy like Kenneth Walker tonight and they have a one-two punch where you can take some carries off uh, Derrick Henry and give him to a guy like Kenneth Walker. So now you have all this extra money and possibilities. Will they hurt in the passing game? Absolutely. But you never know. Okay, so trend in the league is to trade receivers away. Second contracts might be too much money. That means there are buyers. And that means not every team feels the same way. But I think it's reasonable to think this offseason when you're, again, the, the Devontae Adams and A.J. Browns and uh, Tyreek Hills, those guys are valuable, and they're moving places. They're like, hey, we'll try to replace you instead. Again, to your logic of there's a lot of receivers, and the A.J. Brown one's the best because Traylon Brooks is compared to A.J. Brown. Like, that's the comp. So, so it makes so much sense that why they did it. Like, I can see the logic involved, but that doesn't mean everybody's on board. So I'm not saying it's going to be a league-wide trend because if you look at, well, Philly says, all right, we'll pay it. Devontae Adams, Raiders, we'll pay it. Uh, Tyreek Hill to Miami, we'll pay it. And even the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, we'll go shell out big bucks to receivers, Christian Kirk, Zay Jones. They did a little bit last year with Marvin Jones, right? Two-year, $20 million deal. Not as big as those kind of contracts. But my point being here is the Jags are really not falling in line with that trend. They're not going to draft, 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 develop. Not at this time. And I think because they're more in the Philadelphia mode, not like, hey, we just made the playoffs and let's go see if we can win, because they have the rookie quarterback, Casey. So they can afford to do it right now. But three, four years down the road, when they got to give that big contract, hopefully to Trevor Lawrence, they probably need to be in a position where they have young receivers that aren't costing $20 million a year and then they'll fall in line with some of the trend we're seeing around the rest of the league. Yeah, and it's a good point because when you look at the moves that were made, and I understand the salary cap doesn't exist, but maybe it does. There's a couple things those guys have in common. Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, and down in Miami, you pay Tyreek Hill. Well, you have two, uh, three rookie contracts. The Titans decide they can't make a move to pay their wide receiver because they're paying Ryan Tannehill $35 million. So I'm not going to tell you the salary cap exists, but – that is a trend that you see. You pay the wide receiver when you can, and then you figure it out down the road when you have to pay the quarterback. Does somebody get cut, traded? We'll see. But it's it's such an interesting thing. And I think back to your point with Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill, those are one-offs, right? There's nobody faster. You can't comp somebody to Tyree Kill because they're just not as fast. And you can't comp somebody to Devontae Adams because, frankly, he can run routes with his hands in his pockets and still get open. It's pretty incredible. So those are the two one-offs. We're going to find out now if A.J. Brown was right, saying he needs to be paid and he can't be, you know, replicated. We're going to find that out now with the Titans and see how good A.J. Brown actually is and if he is one of those elite receivers when he leaves. Well, I'll give you an interesting scenario. What are the Cincinnati Bengals going to do in two years, three years? when Joe Burrow is due to get paid, T. Higgins, due to get paid, Jamar Chase, due to get paid. 
Like, does their window close, or could they possibly keep that trio together for years to come? At $25 million or even $30 million by then for Jamar Chase, at $45 million a year for Joe Burrow, at maybe, let's just say, it's between 17 and $20 million for a T. Higgins or something like that. They're going to have to get rid of one of those guys. Well, not going to get rid of Burrow or Chase, probably, but they're probably not going to be able to afford T. Higgins unless they're going to invest in a trio that much. So it, it's interesting where this thing could be heading for a team like Cincinnati, who right now it's like, look at these young guys. They could be going forever. Like they could, this it could be uh, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, and and uh, what was his name, Taylor, uh, back in the day. Nah, not the case anymore. Nah, you can't do that. You got to pay all of them. And what's the chances they can pay all three guys in Cincinnati? Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with that. And I think to a real life example of what's going to happen to Cincinnati is what just happened in Kansas City. You're paying Patrick Mahomes, you're paying Tyreek Hill, or you're paying uh, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill had to leave. So to your point, unless somebody does a Tampa Bay Bucks situation where everybody agrees to take a little bit less, as in, you know, guys like Gronk and Godwin and Evans, they all make the decision to stay together. Unless that happens, T. Higgins is probably going to be available in a couple years. So I don't know if we can put that on the calendar. Maybe the day we can maybe get in the free agent market with T. Higgins, but you'd have to imagine Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are where they're set on. Okay, last thought, though. Don't put T. Higgins most likely on the calendar because by the time he gets free to be able to be a free agent and come to a place like Jacksonville, you're now hopefully spending big money on Trevor Lawrence, which brings me to my last point about the trend in receivers and what's going on. The Jacksonville Jaguars did not go early in this draft on receiver. They don't have a young receiver that they feel like, whoa, look at this guy, like some people in the league do have that, do have that guy. LaVisca Chenault is the closest thing to it. He doesn't appear to be that guy. So, like Marvin Jones is done after this year. Christian Kirk will still be making big money, whether it's here or somewhere else in three years. Uh, Zay Jones, I don't think he's going to ever be that guy. And LaVisca, he's probably not a second contract guy, but at least the rate he's going. they got guys like Jamal Agnew and Treadwell. My point here is, as Trevor gets closer to that new contract down the road, and I know around here we should just worry about being good. But if you forecast this thing, the Jags better go get a young, hot-shot wide receiver in the draft sooner than later. That works out. So they don't have to pay Trevor and the guy he's throwing to at the same time big, big bucks. So you're saying I should start scouting the college wide receivers right now? I got to find the next Drake London already? I think the next two drafts, the Jaguars need to find that guy, the Jamison Williams, the uh, Garrett Wilson, the Drake Londons, the Jamar Chase. They need to find their guy, whether it's tonight, next year, hopefully when they're picking like 17th instead of first, uh, in a position where you're more willing to maybe take one of those receivers. But they probably better do it now in the next couple of drafts as we hope Trevor evolves because – I just think it's the way this market is, it's going to be really hard, really hard to pay both guys. Yeah. Talking about a $45 million quarterback salary and like upwards of around 25 to $30 million for the receiver. It's a fair and, point. And you also have talent just coming out of the woodwork. That is true. It's almost true. like a dime a dozen. To go back all the way, circle back to the logic of it all, you know? Yeah. I'm, whoever's playing for USC right now uh, and or Alabama, 
Or Ohio State. Or Ohio State. Good call. Those are pretty much or LSU, I guess. The point of the story is we'll just kind of keep an eye on that in the college football season. We can figure out who we're drafting next year. We're shocking mocks already, Brent. It's incredible. Really shocking mocks. Just the receiver mock. That's it. Um, hey, I'm going to uh, get packed up, get out of here. Casey's going to take us home. Stuart Weber has a conversation with Greg Hardy. Greg Hardy. Sorry, I just did that. Kevin Hardy. Better. Um, yeah, that's a lot better. Uh, shame on me. Stuart Weber has a conversation with Kevin Hardy last night in Las Vegas after the pick was made. His thoughts on the defender, Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. Uh, that conversation coming up. Casey takes us home. Again, Jumbo Shrimp on Facebook. Draft day two right here on ESPN 690. Starts at 6 o'clock. We'll see you on TV all night long. CBS 47 and Fox 30. At Action Sports Shacks Primetime, 1030 on Fox 30, 1130 on CBS 47 for a half hour each night, Saturday and Sunday. Have a good weekend, everybody. Casey takes us home right after this on ESPN 690. I expect with what they're trying to do in the front office that hopefully a championship is somewhere, you know, in the very near future, man. Uh, They're trying to put the pieces together. It ain't easy. Players got to play. You got to draft right. The players got to play. Injuries. It's like winning a lottery, you know. So, uh, but hopefully, you know, for everybody back in Jacksonville, all the Jack fans around the world, it's sooner than later. I agree with Freddie T. Hopefully sooner rather than later, but obviously time will tell. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. No feed in the parking lot. A couple minutes to go. On a Friday, just to reset if you didn't hear it, the draft rounds two and three coming up in just 10 minutes right here on ESPN 690. Cover starts at six and takes you throughout the night. If you're looking for Jumbo Shrimp Baseball on our Facebook page, ESPN 690 Jacks to hear Scott Kornberg's call of the shrimp game tonight. No action sports Jacks overtime. Me and Brian Middleton will be back on Monday to bring that to you. So that's where we are right now. But... One more interview to play for you from last night. Stuart Weber did the Lord's work in Las Vegas. He was getting all the interviews, meeting all the people, talking to the people, and we've got one more to play for you. He talked with Jags legend Kevin Hardy. What does he think of the pick at Trayvon Walker at number one? Well, we got the offensive lineman's perspective on picking Trayvon Walker, so why not bring in the defensive lineman, Kevin Hardy? We saw the reaction from everyone in the building. Uh, your thoughts on the Jaguars going with the young man out of Georgia with that first overall pick? I'm excited about it. You know, I know it probably wasn't like the popular pick because of, uh, you know, they say the lack of production. But you got to look at, you know, the scheme that he was in. You know, he's at Georgia surrounded by a lot of great athletes, a lot of great football players. But I think you look at his potential, and I think that with his size, his strength, his length, and, uh, you know, I, I, I think he'll bring a dynamic to this team that we've really been lacking. You know, to me, I see him in the form of a guy like a Tony Braggins, a guy that I played with, and if he can be, you know, if he gets some of that production, I think we got something special. A lot of the talk about Walker is just the fact that he can play a lot of positions on that defensive line with a whole new scheme, new system, new coaches. 
the fit going to be like of bringing him in here uh, as they kind of figure out what they want to do with him? Right. Well, you know, I'm really not sure, but but obviously that's a, that's a great dynamic to have. You know, I look at myself when I was drafted. I was a guy who could, you know, play on the edge, be outside, drop in the coverage. Now, I know Trayvon is not a guy that's going to drop in the coverage, but you can slide him down to a three technique, play him in a wide five technique, rush the passer, play tackle sometimes on the run um, on the rundowns. I think he gives you, you know, you know, just a lot of potential. And so I think that's what they saw and that's what they're excited about. It's big for Doug Peterson and the staff to develop him and kind of figure out what path they kind of want to go with that player. Uh, overall for the team, they don't want to do this number one pick anymore, right? They, they, they want to improve their performance. Uh, how important is it for Doug Peterson and that staff to get off to a hot start here? Well, you know, the, the hot start, you know, I, I, I don't think it's so much about the hot start as much as it is about a productive season. And, and by that, I mean, if we can, you know, I mean, you know, I, I think obviously we'd love to make the playoffs, but I don't know if that's in the cards. But if we can be a, a 500 team or, or just show that we're trending in the right direction, you know, and bring the confidence to the players, uh, confidence to the city, and I, I think we'll be in the right direction. Last one for you. Uh, what does it mean to be out here mingling with the fans, mingling with your fellow legends? and just having a good time in Las Vegas and celebrating uh, everyone's fandom of this team, everyone's love for the Jaguars. There's a reason yeah. to keep coming to these things. You know, it's amazing. It's amazing to be out here in Las Vegas and to see so much teal and black, to see so many Vegas, so many uh, Jacksonville fans out here and meeting and mingling. And a lot of people are from Jacksonville. And so it's, uh, it's special. I think a lot of people are excited about it. We don't want the number one pick next year. We had a couple of years in a row. But uh, but I think we got something special brewing, and I think everybody's excited about it. That's Jaguar is great. Kevin Hardy. Let's go back to you guys. Thank you, Stuart Weber. Thanks for throwing it back to me. That'll do it for this week's edition shows. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. We appreciate everybody listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the draft picks and hopefully you enjoy the rest of the draft. Me and Brent will break it down on Monday. The rest of the picks, the rest of the selections. Hear from Devin Lloyd tomorrow. Find that Action Sports Jacks primetime Saturday and Sunday night, 1030 on Fox 30, 1130 on CBS 47. The draft is next. Jumbo Shrimp on Facebook. So whatever you're looking for, you can find tonight. Have a good night. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money.